Guys are going to go Teretz Yisrael. Many of the Chev are going to go. Kamat everybody, almost everybody here is going to learn Torah in Eretz Yisrael. And I want you to go as a sophisticated person. A guy can go to Eretz Yisrael and he had a nice experience. Geschmack, fun, he has a good time, he learns, he davens. I want you to find a Rebbe and find a system of learning Torah. A whole mahalach achayim to go much more sophisticated. There's certain things in every base medrash. There's certain things, ideals and values and styles and ways that you can pick up. You have to be patient. You have to choose the right Rebbe. And then pick up much more than just it was a great year. I had a lot of fun. But I picked up a mahalach. I picked up a whole derech of Avodah Hashem, a path in the service of Hashem, a path in learning Torah, a path in looking at life. I picked up a whole Mahalach HaChaim. Talmidim of all different Rebbeim, Rebaruch Ber, iconically, famously learned by Reb Chaim. He changed his whole... Rebaruch Ber took all his notes. He had thousands of pages of Chedushet Tairi. He put it in Geniza. He buried it when he met Reb Chaim. It blew his mind to a new way of seeing the world, of seeing Tairi. He, he picked up a whole Mahalach HaChaim from his Rebbe, Reb Chaim. People learned... We have Rebbeim who learned by Ramesha Shapiro. He gave a whole new way of seeing the world. And his students in his base medrash had a whole new approach to all of life. And there are many, many, many Rebbeim and styles like that. doesn't mean every Rebbe is like that. And it doesn't mean the one you'll pick is different than the one somebody else will pick. But learn to identify a Mahalach HaChaim away. There are guys who come to our yeshiva and have a wonderful experience. Geshmak, that's great. They're happier and frummer and great. There's also Torah studied in the yeshiva. There's Torah learned and studied that contains within it a mahalach hachayim, a whole way of life. I want to share, I wait for Parshas Mitzayra. Some of you have heard this word already, but it's not a cute word. To, you know, that it, it is geshmak to say over at your Shabbos table. It's definitely geshmak. But it's really, and I want to discuss the Mahalach HaChayim, a way of life, practical ideas that, that come and revolve around this vert, because it's more than a cute vert, a nice idea. We'll learn a little Chumash. You know, a lot of times a yeshiva bacher learns in yeshiva all week and he's pounding Kedushin. Now, if a guy goes home, Yuri, if a guy goes home, he learned Kedushin or Makas all week, and then he's coming home Shabbos. The guy could have learned the entire week, like 60 hours. But he comes home, his parents ask him for Dvar Torah. He might not even be aware of what the parasha is. He was pound. I'm not saying he's right, but he pounded all week. His parents ask for Dvar Torah. I can share Tosfos and Makas. Now that guy had a life-changing, incredible week. Another guy battled the whole week, didn't do a thing. But he's a smart guy, he's, he's manipulative. Erev Shabbos, he prepares a quickie, Dvar Torah, and he comes at his Shabbos table and he dazzles with a cute bird. The parents saying, wow, they're so proud of him. 
So some people use a cute sivart as a way of showing their parents that they're doing well. Baruch Hashem, they have a cute sivart, and any point of Torah is valuable. But the Dvar Torah I want to share with you today, to learn this Erev Shabbos, we do learn it yearly, and we learn it yearly because there's a Mahalach HaChayim. There's a way of life, and I want to share it with you. I want to tell you some practical ramifications of this vert. Though yitein l'chacham v'yosef lekach, I like sharing principles, and I like you to work on practical applications. But listen as follows. Tazriya Mitzayra, the double parsha this week. We are appreciative of David, of our Balkaira, who prepares and prepares, and has prepared this week for us two, two parshias. In Parshas Mitzayra, we know deals with saras. A person get, could get saras on his body. Tome, tome, yikra, he has to separate from society. Parshas Mitzayra deals with saras. When a person is ready, having spoken Lashon Hara, and having been kicked out, amazing embarrassment, amazing embarrassment that he's kicked out of the tzibur, I can't fathom the busha. It doesn't come, a person speak Lashon Hara once, Pashtas doesn't get Saras. It wasn't so common, but a person who's a Baal Lashon Hara, who seems to have an excessive problem that he's speaking a lot of Lashon Hara, he gets this Negat Saras that's amazingly dangerous, and he's kicked out of the Jewish people. It's mind-blowing. He has to leave, and everybody knows, Tame Tame Yikra. It's, it's proclaimed publicly, this guy is dangerous. He's a Baalash and Hara. He's constantly causing divisiveness. He causes separation amongst people. He's constantly ripping and knocking. He's a dangerous. He's a menace to society. And he gets a negat saras and he's kicked out of Machni Yisrael. He's not a person. He's constantly saying bad things about people, causing machlaikas. He can't be around society. He's kicked out. Amazing. A very rare occurrence. This was very rare. This was not each guy slipped and said one word to somebody. It was somebody who had this habit, pashtos. And the habit of, of speaking Lashon Hara, and he leaves. He goes out of the machna, and if it stops growing, it's healed, he's pronounced as tar, and he's invited back to join the Jewish people. This person sits out there, and obviously when it stops growing, he's done shuva. He's regretted his ways. He's thought about it. I rip people, I knock people, I'm causing such division. And I'm a menace to society. I divide people. I have to be removed from society. And he does tshuva. And it's time for him to return to society. He brings a carbon of two birds. And Parshas Mitzayra starts with the carbon of two birds that he brings. Says Rashi, why does he bring two birds? Says Rashi, in the first, in the first pasuk in this week's, in the second parasha this week in Parshas Mitzayra, says Rashi, since Saras comes for slander, for bad speech, is something you're, you're just saying empty words. Lefikach, his tahara, his purity comes with birds. Shemifat they chirp. of kol. He brings birds. The message is you're a chirper. So you bring a carbon of birds, and our message is to the guy is shech the bird. 
Get rid of that on Haga. That behavior of you're a chirper. So he brings two birds before he comes back to society because you're a chirper. Chirp, 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 chirp. You're a chirper. So be makrib, shecht, birds, and stop behaving like a chirper, like a bird wish. Ask Reb Shmuel Birnbaum, the mirror Rosh Hashiva Zatzal. Ask two kashas. Please bear with me. I promise you'll gain from this. Maish, I need you to hear this. So the guy, before he... Schindler, I want you to hear the Schindler. So the guy, before he comes back to society, brings two birds, and the message is, you're a chirper, and knock it off. Shalom, two kashas. Yes, Reb Shmuel Birnbaum, Kasha one, is the man has done shuva. He's, if, if he brought the birds while he was separated or before he was kicked out, I understand. He's done his tshuva. He sat outside in solitude and thought about it that I'm not let to be around society. I'm a menace. I knock people. I'm a menace to society. I'm constantly putting people down. So he's done tshuva. That's why he's healed. Why is he bringing birds now? After he's done tshuva, it says when he's already ready to come back to society, why do you bring the two birds now? He's learned his lesson already. Kasha number one. Kasha number two is birds chirper. Birds say meaningless things. Chirp, chirp, chirp. Halavai said chirper. He said negative things. He wasn't paravast of Shmuel Birnbaum. He said negative. Pitbut varim is to say nothingness. Chirp. He's not a chirper. Halavai be a chirper. He rips. He's not pariv. He's negative. I asked after Ben Asman, was it positive, negative, or pariv? We tell this guy, bring two birds. Your words are pariv. You chirp. Halavai chirped. He rips. He knocks. He's not a chirper. Said Reb Shmuel Birnbaum like this, Ever. Says Reb Shmuel Birnbaum, the guy spoke negative. And he does tshuva chayim on his negative speak. He feels badly. He has to stop negative speech. And he's ready to come back to society. Determined not to be negative. Says Reb Shmuel, he real, you missed the boat. Before you come back, what he needs to learn, Schimler, is the problem is not the negative speech that you had. The problem is that speech is meant to be positive. You've done tshuva. I'll never rip again. Speech is meant to learn. Speech is meant to encourage. Speech is meant to uplift. The Baalosh and Hara's problem is not, well, you speak negative, stop ripping. The purpose of speech is to encourage, is to, is to raise up the next person, is to empower, is to validate. The Iker mistake of the Baalosh and Hara is not what he did, it's what he's not. There's a yes that you're supposed to be. When there's an iser over and over of Lashon Hara and the Torah, so the person, okay, I, I got to stop ripping. You got to start praising. You got to understand that we were handed this power of language that's powerful, that with it you can build people. You can uplift and elevate and care and show, just show concern and you can d- bring dignity to other people with your speech. Says Reb Shmuel Birnbaum, the guy has regretted the negative speech. We tell him, don't be a bird. We know you've taken out the negative. 
But we say bring two birds, stop chirping, even without the negative. You're holding back from a negative. Okay, so now you're a chirper. Start using your language positive. That's the message to the person who comes back from speaking Lashon Hara is a message of stop chirping, of use your speech in a positive way to uplift. That's what you should be busy with. That person is, understands the Isra of Lashon Hara is not trying to, Hashem's not producing a person who has bite marks on his lip all day's biting. If I'm a person whose mission is, I walk into that dorm, and my mission is to connect, is to get people to relate, to get people closer together, to uplift, to elevate, that person is not biting his tongue. I don't want to say negative on people. He's living with the sense of what speech is yes, is supposed to be doing. He lives with a yes, he lives with a yes. All the nose of the Torah, to any person who understands, the no's are setting up a yes. The no's are setting up a yes. I gave this muscle before. I gave this muscle before. I'm, it's, it's a little bit coarse, and I asked Michiel, but sometimes we need a coarse muscle to bring something out. The guys know my affinity for sports. So I want you to picture two ball players on any team in baseball. Baseball's a lot of time for chatter because you're sitting in the dugout for hours. So that two players, one guy, one guy is a single guy and one guy's married. And the single guy looks like Mr. Free. They go, tr the baseball players travel city to city and he's out on the town running around. And his counterpart is a loyal husband, is a guy who hopefully is a loyal husband. He's not running around. So the free guy is, look how free I am. Look, I'm a free guy. I'm free. He's partying, running around. Anybody who understands, so the, the guy who's not running around, he looks so restrained. He, what he, look what he can't do. Look, he can't go here. He can't go... All the knows of what he can't is because of what he, yes, has. He has a wife. The guy is free. You can, can. You know why he can? Because he can't. Because he doesn't have that closest friend in the entire world. All the yeses of the guy running around are because he has the ultimate no. He doesn't have the closest friend in the world. He doesn't have friendship, the deepest, most profound relationship in the world. So all you're right, he has tons of yeses. He's so lucky, <laughs> yippee. I have, you have yeses because you have the greatest no in the world. You don't have a wife. <laughs> the guy who has no's, he's so, you have so many no's, you can't go here. You're right, I have a no, because I have the greatest yes in history, I have a wife. There's somebody who loves me and I love. There's a deep, profound comfort, safety, security of relationship of the deepest. I have somebody in the world who has my back come what may in the entire universe. Yeah. I have a friend that you, that you can't fathom if you, haven't, if you don't have that, yes. So you could look at it. He has a lot of no's. He has no's because he has a great yes. And by the way, be mechazek that yes. What would I do if I was that guy and he has even a sense? Oh, I can't go there. I call, I call, he'd call up his wife. He'd ask her to fly to wherever his baseball game is. Come there. He has a wife. He has somebody rooting in the stands. The other guy who has, who has, who has all the quote-unquote yeses has no fan in the stands like this guy. 
No set up a great yes in the Torah. The Isser of Lashon Haras. Hashem's producing a tongue biter. No. He's producing a powerful person of a great yes mission of encouraging, of uplifting, of building. There's an Isser. A Bakr will come today, Bismanenu. Say, I'm struggling to look at stuff. He's fighting. You know what the guy should do? He should be Mechazik in Mencha. It's Basha like this. I know a, a, a guy from our Hevra was struggling. He was mechazik in Mencha. He's now clean for months. The no, of, the no of pretend relationship is a great yes to real relationships. So work on Mencha. Work on Mencha. I don't say day one of Mencha you'll have real relationships. I say you have the start. Prayer is a start. It's a start. It's a start. It's a start of a great yes. It's a start of a great yes. Be mechazik on Mencha. Fill up with a yes. You're not a no about a... Pre- no, 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 no. There's a no to pretend relationship because I'm capable of real relationship. Call friends more. Be a better friend. Hang out. The, say a great yes to real relationship. Anybody struggling with these matters should be mechazik and tefillah. It's pasha. Be mechazik and tefillah. Tefillah b'tzibur. There's something about gathering with your friends and praying. There's something beautiful. Johnny's. Late minion for Mencha is like, I shouldn't say late, the on time, why is it late? Johnny's on time minion for Mencha is delightful, we gather. Yesterday, with the biggest of the three minyanim, I'll just say now, was probably Johnny's yesterday. That's just, just saying. But they're all good minyanim. The 130 minion's good, the 305 minion's good, and Johnny's flex minion, somewhere between an hour and a half hour and 15 and 10 minutes to Shkia, somewhere in that range. The 6, 10, 15, 6, 30 minion, 6, 45, 7. That beautiful minion, 7, 15. That beautiful minion, that beautiful minion, Rabbi say that we gather to pray to Hashem. Be mechazik, the nose of not, not engaging in pretend relationship, have a great, great yes attached to them. The person who came back from not speaking Lashon Hara has a message of a yes that he has to hear. It's not about coming back to society and biting your tongue. You're not a bird who now is just going to chirp. We want to instruct this guy of a yes to focus on uplift and build people. The guy you're struggling not to see, ironically, if he doesn't have some yes that he's building and creating, doesn't even have the strength, why not? There's no yes... The, the nod is because that ball player who wants to be mechazik the no, I would tell him, call your wife more often. That's what I would tell him, and you'll remember the yes. Your no won't even feel like a no. Your no, that's an, it's not even a no, your no. What's the word? He's not going out. The other guys are partying. He's not. He has a yes that the other guys can't fathom. He has a yes that they're all trying to imitate and replicate and duplicate in pretend ways and won't come close to. Be mechazik, your yes. I would advise that guy that to call more off and gishmak, go out more with his wife. He has a great yes. His no's are not no's at all. His no's are just the sense because you have, you have a big yes. Be mechazik, your yes. Get busy with your yes. The guy struggling to see things should be mechazik more, get to mencha and mayru. It doesn't mean the day you go to mencha you'll have, but be mechazik, be mechazik, tefillah, be mechazik connection, be mechazik relationships that are real, that are authentic. 
davenings and better with relationships to his inner circle, whether that means his parents, his best friends, his, his siblings. Be mechazik the yeses. The yeses that are a cause why we're not pursuing pretend ones because we have a great yes. So that's this, this vart from Reb Shmuel Birnbaum that's so valuable and so true is not, is not just a cute vart, it's a lesson you'll think about any no in Yiddishkeit is because of a great yes. Any no in Yiddishkeit is a great yes. To somebody who doesn't understand this, is, is, is biting their tongues, is, 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 is being in the, in the world what we call white knuckling it. You're trying not to, uh, I can't go there, it's inappropriate. No, there's, some, there's a much more profound reason. You're not biting your tongue. There's a profound yes you're engaged in. That person who's busy, whose goal in the dorms is to uplift, not, he's biting his tongue not to speak Lashonara. I'm about something, speaking Lashonara. Huh? I'm about bringing together, bringing up. I'm about picking up. So I'm not biting my tongue. It's just no shaykh as to what my purpose of speech is. We have to find the yeses that are the reasons for the noes. In any, in any sport, in any sport, there are rules, but the game is not about the rules. There's, the rules are meant to produce a game. The game of basketball is not to not go out of bounds. The game of football is not to avoid the sideline. It's to run for the touchdown. There's a great yes of an end zone. I told the guys this visual before. It's just meaningful to me because it happened to me. I was a horrible bowler. It's surprised. I just was a bad bowler. I'm a pretty decent athlete. I was a bad bowler. Until I happed that I was too worried about not putting the ball in the, in the gutter. I was too focused. And now I figured it out. At the time, I had four boys and I brought up my son's bowling. And three of them were big shots, were good bowlers, and they bowled without the bumpers. And one of my sons was little at the time, and he needed the bumpers. So I became a tzaddik. I said, I'll bowl in his lane. He shouldn't bowl alone. <laughs> and I bowled with him, and I got an incredible score, and I didn't touch the bumpers once. Now nobody's going to believe you. You tell you, I am telling you. But I didn't touch the bumpers, and I got a good score. And I asked myself, why is that? Because I wasn't thinking about the gutter. From then on, I bowled. I, I'm a good bowler today because I just think about it. I don't care if I get it. I promise you, I'm not thinking about the gutter. I walk to the lane, I look at the pins, and I try to knock them down. The goal is not any no of a gutter. is only because there's a yes of knocking pins. Focus on the yes and knock them down. Certainly, of course, I don't want to get a gutter, but I don't care. I mean, it's not, it's, mom, it's not what I'm thinking about. It's not what I'm busy with. Not, when you're busy not getting it in the gutter, you get it in the gutter. Because it's all you're busy doing. You're, I don't, it goes in the gutter. It happens sometimes. That's In doing good and knocking pins down, that's sometimes that's a danger of the trade. But knock the pins down. And the focus on the yes. Of course, to make the game, there's a no. If it goes in the gutter, you're out. But that no is only because it's trying to direct you because there are pins there. And I wasn't focused enough on that. Now I get in there and I just see the pins, tunnel vision. I, I don't care about the gutter. It doesn't, it's neither here nor there. When I bowled to try to make sure not to get gutter balls, I was a horrible bowler. When I bowled and saw the pins and knocked them down. If you think this is just words, you could try it. I promise you it changed my bowling game. I'm a big believer in, the guys know in, in the mindset in all of sports. Forget stupid sports, in all of life, the mindset. What are you trying to do? 
What are you about? Getting your mind in order. What are you trying to do? Knocking down the pins is what I'm trying to do. When you're focused like that, when the guy is trying, when a guy is, has some challenge, he's not trying, by the way. His goal is not to be clean. So I'm clean, I'm clean. Mazel tov. Your goal, if your goal is to be clean, what's that goal? The goal is not to be clean. The goal is to live. The goal is to knock pins down. The goal is to form good relationships. The goal is that I have real relationships. I had a great conversation with my mom last night. Excellent. That's the goal. I called up a friend. By the way, a person has a eight Sahara, you know what he should do? He should call up a friend and have the best conversation. Say, I need to talk to you. I go on a walk with a friend. Then about anything, I have a good conversation with friendship. Because the goal is not to not get it in the gutter. The goal is to knock pins down. The goal is to not, not have fake relationship. The goal is to have real ones. A guy who's struggling is in a time of, 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 of struggle should quickly call a friend and go on a great walk. And just feel friendship. Talk. Don't, you don't have to talk about the struggle, by the way, I feel. Not at all. I, I would almost say, it doesn't matter. Talk. Call a friend and share a worry of yours, share a fear, share a positive, talk about your day. Call up a friend and say, I need to go on a walk, it's holy. You're forming connection. Go to Mencha and pray. It's holy, I'm attempting to connect to the greatest connection I can have. Go to Mencha and connect. I want to share, that's on Parshas Mitzayr. I want to go back to Parshas Tazriya and share a concept that's a huge concept we've spoken about in yeshiva. It doesn't disconnect to that topic, but I want everybody to hear this. Yuri, I want you, if you don't mind, bring this back to Detroit. Hear this well to see you have a long afternoon. It's a long, I want you to bring this back to Detroit. If I could share something on Parshas Tazria that I want to share with you. We have a mitzvah called bris All of us have a bris and we have this mitzvah bris now. David HaMelech. David HaMelech was going bathing. He was being reichetz. David HaMelech was always doing mitzvahs. He was a masmid nifla. He was a wild masmid. Tremendous learner and performer, loyalist to Hashem. And round the clock was doing mitzvahs, service of Hashem. Doing the mitzvahs called the Shas Chedvisa. He had a tremendous kesher with Hashem. Comes David HaMelech and he's being reichetz while you're bathing. You're not allowed to learn Torah. His liba is reyes, he's not allowed to learn. And he had a chalisha, so I have no mitzvah. And he remembered his bris milah and he was happy. I ask you the following, Kasha. Don't learn a chazal shallow. First of all, I ask you, he forgot the bris milah? And he remembered his bris milah? What happened? David HaMelech like forgot about bris milah. He's like, oh, bris milah, oh. What happened? What's that conversation? What did he think originally? What did he think at the end? Deeper yet, David HaMelech was bothered. I'm not performing a mitzvah. Is having a bris performing a mitzvah? Are we all putter from mitzvahs right now? I have a bris milah. Is a guy putter? He has a bris milah? Of course not. You're not doing a mitzvah. You're not doing a mitzvah. So what is it that David HaMelech was comforted by? He's not doing a mitzvah. He is not performing service of Hashem. He remembered his bris. and What was he, you pretending? The bris milah was a mitzvah your father, mind you, not even you, got when you were a youngster. 
Why did remembering the bris milah comfort David Amelech? Que- next question. Why is bris milah such a source of joy? We're benching, we've eaten, God has fed us. We're practically feeling gratitude to Hashem. In that practical blessing of thanks to Hashem, we say, God, thank you for the bris milah. Are you really excited about the bris? You're a pretend guy? Al brischa, nice to see you, Abrami. Al brischa, shechasamta bivsarenu. God, I want to thank you for the bris. Really, you're pretend? You're excited about your bris? Shem, what are we saying? We're not pretend people. Why would I say Tashem? Hashem, it means so much to have a bris. And every benching, mind you, the guy just ate a geshmaka deli sandwich. He's feeling good. Hashem, I appreciate you feed me. What is it about brismila that moves a yid to say, I appreciate brismila. I'm going to tell you the pshat, Hever. More questions. There's a tremendous association of happiness with brismila. In the Torah, what's the name for bris milah? La Yehudim Aisa'ira v'Semcha v'Sasain, Sasain Zu Mila. Says the Gemara Mila, Sasain, joy, great, great joy. Sasain, great, great joy. Great joy, Sasain. Sasain, Sas is a palindrome. A palindrome is a word that can be read both ways. Sas is a palindrome because joy causes joy. Anybody sees the smile of a little kid, it makes you happy. It just does. You see a kid smile, it's like, ah! It just, it, it, it makes you all day happy. More than an adult, because a kid's smile's not mixed with any sadness. See, our smile reflects happiness, but in people's smile, you also see last night's frustration. I had a Rebbe who went through a lot in his life, the time I noticed his sadness most when he smiled. In his smile, I saw a lot of the pain of his life. A smile could be mixed in. A little kid smiles, there's no yesterday. Kids don't live with yesterday. He's just, he's the happiest in the world. It's pure. An adult who smiles like a kid brings happiness. Sus, joy, that's, that's a palindrome. It goes both ways. It's given and it comes back. It's given and it comes back. It goes both ways. Pure joy is given and comes back, is reflected. So when a kid smiles, he brings a smile. So sasain is pure joy, is real joy, authentic. Undiluted joy is sasain. It's deeper than simcha, it's undiluted joy. Simcha is I'm happy, but there could be some. Sasain is pure, undiluted joy. Sas. And you know what? Undiluted joy is bris milah. Why is milah? It's a mitzvah. It's a mitzvah to do a mila. Why is sasa in zumila? Says the Gemara, sasa noichelim rasecha. I have a tremendous joy of your commands, zumila. Why is bris mila? There are a lot of mitzvahs. Mila's blood comes out. It's a cut. It's a cut. And that's a happiness? What in the world is the joy of Mila that Sasa Noichi? It's a mitzvah, mitzvah. It's good to be a loyalist. What uniquely about Bris Mila more than other mitzvahs is joy. A matter of fact, the Gemara tells us why is Bris Mila on the eighth day? Because Hashem wants the parents to be happy. 
The first seven days after a lady gives birth, she's tame. They're forbidden to each other. We don't want the bris milah. Everybody should celebrate and be happy and the parents should be sad. So it's the eighth day. Now the parents are happy. She's no longer tame. The What's this about Mila, about happiness and Mila? If you look at the beginning of Parshas Tazriya, it sounds that way. It says, tell Klal Yisrael, a lady is Tameh seven days when she has a child. And on the eighth day, when she's no longer Tameh, do Mila. We want the parents happy. What is this association of bris Mila and happiness? What is it? So we've said this in the yeshiva quite a few times. This is like basic Torah of the yeshiva, but I need to share it to you, and I need this to be in your sleep, you know this. To the 10th grader, we explain something, but I want to explain more bi'un. To a 10th grader, I like them to know one day they're going to date a girl. How do they know if it's a good shidduch? You go out with different girls. How do you know if this girl is good for you? So there's a test. That's a very good test, but this is Bikiyos. We're going to learn a little Ion today. Bikiyos is something called silent compatibility. Silent compatibility is if you're with somebody you're not close to and it's quiet, it's difficult. My son's dormed in five towns for a while and weekly come up with different people. They're experts on the car ride. Getting car rides aren't other people. If you're in a car ride with somebody you're not close to, Quiet is awkward and thick. The car feels like thick. It's th- but if you're close to somebody and it's quiet, you're perfectly chilled. You just so silent compatibility is a very good sign with a young lady. If it's quiet when you're together and you're both happy and comfortable, that's a very good sign. We call that silent compatibility. If the when it's quiet, it's like oh, say something, say something. That's a very bad sign. Silent compatibility is a very good sign. That is total bikios. Let me tell you the real shot. Let's get deeper, my friends. There is something in the world, all of us know in a Jewish marriage, there are two weeks where a husband and wife are allowed to behave. They're allowed to behave, they're, they're allowed to be physical. And then two weeks where it's not allowed. The secular mind has all different ridiculous thoughts about it. Let's learn Tyra real, Rabbi Say. What's going on? There's something called tools of friendship and then there's friendship. Physical is a tool of friendship. A handshake, a hug is a tool of friendship. The goal of tools of friendship is to create friendship. Tools of friendship, not for friendship, are pretend, are overrated, are nothingness. Tools of friendship don't mean very much to a person. They run out, they're fleeting. They're fleeting, and a person who's addicted to tools of friendship is addicted because they never taste friendship. So they just go tool, tool, and it runs out, and it's meaningless. In the words of the Gemara in Sukkah, there's a limb on a person, if you seek to satiate it, you will starve forever. Brilliant Gemara in Sukkah. There's a limb on the body that if you seek to satiate it, if you think that's the purpose and you're constantly trying to satiate it, you could look at this, look at that. Mariva, you will always be starving. Because the only purpose is only a means towards friendship. 
Tools of friendship create friendship. Friendship is not overrated. It's the deepest human experience in the world. Every human being craves friendship, connection, relationship. We're born to connect, to have friendship. Tools of friendship create friendship. Friendship is much deeper than tools of friendship. We hang out with a friend, we schmooze, we go places, that's a tool of friendship. Friendship is two people that like each other, that are loyal to each other, that have each other's back, that's friendship. Tools of friendship produce friendship, that's the, that's the game plan. Tools of friendship to produce friendship. In Yiddish marriage, of course, there's periods where a person's physical has tools of friendship. But then there are periods where you don't because the person always should be striving for friendship itself. That's the aside. That's the aside of marriage, of how tools of friendship, and of course with the culmination of friendship. The guys all should ref good games. There are a whole bunch of heaven and I'm proud of them. I'm going to ref some games for the youngsters of Waterbase. I'm proud of them. Rabbi Said. Rabbi said like this. The mitzvah of bris milah. David HaMelech is not doing a mitzvah. And he gets sad. I'm not involved. in A mitzvah is a tool for a connection to Hashem. It's a tool. It creates the vacus. I do the tzivoy Hashem. That's how I hang with Hashem. That's how I spend time with Hashem through a mitzvah. The word mitzvah means savsa, means involvement besides a command. I'm busy with Hashem. I'm hanging out with Hashem. That's a mitzvah. Greater than tools of friendship is what? Friendship itself. Greater than tools of friendship is, friend, is friendship itself. A mitzvah is wonderful. And David HaMelech loves mitzvahs because we're born to spend time with Hashem. The bris is friendship itself. The bris is a mark on our body that I have a relationship to Hashem. That's what a bris is. Me and Hashem are connected. The bris speaks about friendship itself. When a person benches, they say, thank you, Hashem, for the bris milah. The bris milah speaks that I have a friendship. I have a relationship to Hashem. Hashem is into me and I am into Him. That's the ice of yedidus, of closeness, that's on the body of a person. The mark, the mark on my body of my connection to Hashem, that speaks about a relationship that exists, that is true. That's the tremendous joy of brismila. The joy of brismila is the joy of friendship. The deep, satisfying, profound feeling, I'm in a relationship. That's not about, that goes way beyond actions of the relationship, though certainly we want mitzvahs to reinforce. And certainly you never say, well, we have friendship. Of course, we're mechazik our friendship using tools of friendship. But we never forget friendship itself. So David HaMelech, at a moment that he had no mitzvahs, remembered Mila, he said friendship. It's true I have tools and I always want the tools of friendship, but he remembered friendship itself. It's called bris I rejoice on your statements, specifically bris that mark on my body that speaks about yedidos, about relationship and friendship, is a profound source of joy for a person, the remembering friendship and relationship. Not about a certain action. 
you'll find with friends, Hebra. You'll see one guy you love hanging out with, but somehow we're not friends. You could have two guys, one you spend more time with and another you're closer to. Tools of friendship are not the goal. Friendship's the goal. Now, use tools. Don't say with your wife in a car and sit there quietly just because it's nice. Tools are good and important. Talk and schmooze and express. But understand that the eon of silent compatibility is that I have friendship, even when it's quiet. Even at the moment, we're not using tools of friendship, we have friendship. If you think about the stranger you're talking, you're trying to create friendship with tools. So you talk and you look and you see if we can find common ground. But that feeling you have with somebody of friendship, it's interesting contrasting the two pictures. In the Western world, couples show a lot of affection publicly. They're tr- tools, tools, so they, they can argue. We have a Ramah that a husband and wife should not show any affection publicly. Can anything compare two greats, two chashuvim, to a husband and wife, they go to a simcha, and the husband like sees his wife on the other side of the mechitza, and they just look. They're, the look at each other, what a goyim have is not a gazillion. Is it, we have infinite and they have something. They have tools, we have friendship. And we remember that tools are only to create that which is eternal. Friendship, relationship, connection. Something so deep, something that's so... The brismila, the amazing sasain, the amazing joy that each time a person benches, they thank Hashem al brischa shechasamta bivsarenu. Thanks for that mark on our body that speaks about relationship and connection. All of us know that Avram Avinu kept the whole Torah before it was given. Chazal tell us that. And the questions asked why he didn't do a bris. Why did he wait till Hashem told him to do a brismila, do a brismila before? And the answer given is a bris milah can't be done when the other side didn't tell you to do it. A bris is a ring handed that we're close. You can't, there's no such, I did a bris milah. It's not just a pu'ula, an action. It's when two sides have a certain relationship. It must be agreed to and must be told by the other side, do a bris. It's not, if a guy, if it would be like a chas, it would be like a kala buys yourself her own ring and puts it on. A bris without a tzivoy, the ring must be given by the guy who brought his wife a ring and put it on her finger and was Mekadashir. Now she has a sign on her body of her husband's closeness, of her husband's love of her. This mila must be commanded by Hashem. Al brischa shechasam tab ibsarenu, that you sealed. What do I mean you sealed? Because you were mitzavah me to put this bris. You told me to put this mark on my body of our yedidus, of our deep, deep closeness and friendship. The mark of friendship itself. And that's what David HaMelech was tremendously, brought a tremendous deep sense of satisfaction. Sussing, that happiness that's deep, that happiness that's profound, that's, that's so full it reflects. It goes back and forth. It's through and through. Sussing, tremendous joy of brismila, of, of understanding the comfort, the security of friendship itself. So I wanted to share this part with the Chevra. I like the guys where yeshiva that's, that keeps Yiddishkeit in Torah. Where Yiddishkeit's about relationship, about connection. And a Yiddidus with Hashem, a connection to Hashem, 
it's interesting, when we went through Corona, so shuls were shut down, and yeshivas went through, so some people said, Hashem is kicking us out. No, no, no. no. Hashem loves us. Hashem was saying, I want friendship. And I want you to remember that all the ways we connect are tools of friendship. I want you to know there exists friendship. We're in a society that's craving that's overwhelmingly craving friendship, and they're addicted to tools of friendship. They don't know about friendship itself, the loyalty and the existence of friendship itself. We're a people, Ashrenu who are aware of friendship itself. And then, we, of course, we utilize tools, of course, precious tools, important tools that are ever meaningful and valuable to create friendship, but focus nonetheless on the goal, on friendship itself. So I wanted to share, Rabbi say these two words, Tazria and Mitzayra. I think both are not just chaps, they're both very, very fundamental to Torah, to the Avaida that we try to study in Yeshiva and try to engage in, in Yeshiva. I wanted to share these two words with the Hever. I want to I sing a good song. Before we wrap it up, I want to sing a good song. I do want to sing, I want to focus on songs of Torah. We're headed towards Kabbalah Satira. So I want to focus on songs of Torah. Yesterday we sang Kisfu Lachem Sashira Azais, a gorgeous song. This, today we'll sing Kalbas Lulei Sayrasva. My Rebbe was a Talmud of Aaron Cutler, and Rav Aaron liked this song a lot. He used to ask my Rebbe to sing this song. It was Shlomo Kalbas Lulei Sayrasva. So let's sing. I heard someone listening to a song over recording considered an instrument. I think I'm a Fascinating, fascinating. Fascinating, fascinating. Some Pisces say that way. Most of us hold we can listen to a cappello. Most Pisces hold we can listen to a cappello. So this considered is a psak. Take it away, Arya. Say, Ras, Ha, 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 Ha,